0: Hey there, I'm WBEZ producer, Justin Bull.
1: They can be a little skittish with strangers.
0: I'm I'm sure they can. And this is Rob Crowder. He's trying to get his feral cats to talk into my microphone.
1: Usually when I open this boot up, I'll get a couple meows.
0: They didn't really cooperate. After all, they are wild animals.
1: Can you uh, introduce me to these two? Yeah, so um, we have two cats here in our colony. This is Washington, and this is Drake.
0: That's right, Uh, a colony. That's just another way of saying a group of cats. Chicago has a lot of feral cats, and also a lot of people who take care of them.
2: Probably over 3,000 caregivers in the city feeding, I can't even imagine the number of cats. Yeah, cats we don't even know about.
0: This is Cecilia Ocampo Solis. She manages the feral cat placement program at Treehouse Humane Society. That's where Rob got his feral cats. Now, you've probably seen some feral felines roaming the alleys or hanging out under your car. A curiosity questioner sure did. That prompted this seemingly simple question. What's the deal with Chicago's feral cats? The answer to that question involves a lot of things, rats, birds, politics, and of course, many, many cats, and the people who take care of them. Coming up, you'll hear why Chicago became a haven for feral cats, and also why their presence is more contentious than first meets the eye. First, the basics. What is a feral cat?
2: So a feral cat is a cat that avoids people. The cat shows fear, stress, or hides from people. So the cat's unsocial.
0: This is Cecilia again, community cat manager at Treehouse Humane Society.
2: I think I fear friendly cats more than feral cats.
0: Really, why is that?
2: Because with a feral cat, um, they don't want anything to do with you. Um, I think it's just, I've been doing this for eight years, so I know feral cats really well.
0: Rob Crowder lives in a coach house in Roscoe Village on the north side. He's had a legal feral cat colony in his backyard for about three years now. Back in 2007, Cook County passed a feral cat ordinance that allows for this kind of thing. We'll talk more about that later.
1: Are you a cat person? Um, Historically, no. I think I've learned to love these cats. Um, Call them more like barn cats. Because they're, they don't live in a barn, but they're always just around, and they're easy to
0: maintain, and they, you know, they give back to us as well. Give back, Rob says. He says he got this cat colony, quite literally, to fight the rats.
1: Um, when we moved into this house, this gangway here um, was all grass, and there were just rats burrowing everywhere. But with these cats, um, we don't see rats in our area or our neighbor's area anymore. So yeah, you don't see many rats around here at all. Oh, only the ones they bring to us. <laughs> and then sometimes if we do see a rat, it's kind of in the alley, you know, with yep. the trash cans, that's where they frequent sort of over the over the night. We hear them, we'll sometimes hear a rumbling or a jumping
0: or even a screech, and we know the cats are are at work. Yeah. Chicago doesn't just have a lot of cats. We also have a lot of rats. Orkin has named Chicago as the ratiest city in America. For the sixth straight year. For the seventh straight
1: year. For eight years in a row. For the ninth consecutive year. We're going to go for 10 years
2: next
0: year. We've even become notorious for deputizing feral cats.
2: Cats are policing the streets of Chicago tonight. They have
1: been strategically placed around
4: the city to root out rats. Resident-
0: Stories like that occasionally pop up in the news and even on late-night TV.
4: Chicago officials announced that they're releasing more than a thousand feral cats into the city to help combat its growing rat problem. <laughs> or as the Chicago Health Commissioner explained it, the cats combat the rats, and that's dead. <laughs>
2: No, we don't have an army of cats patrolling for rats.
0: Cecilia says the rat coverage and the cat jokes are all pretty misleading.
2: It I think painted a picture that we treehouse were kind of just putting thousands of cats onto the street, which we we do place cats for our cats at work program in, in different areas of the city, but they're targeted and the cats are there for, for a reason.
0: What is that reason? And does it have anything to do with rats?
4: The rat problem, the rat question, the headline is, cats are not the solution.
0: This is Ben Kolak. He's a Chicago filmmaker who just recently finished a documentary on Chicago's feral cats called Cat City.
4: There has not been any rigorous studies done by a, a animal population scientist about the impact of outdoor cats on urban rat populations. That said, they make a lot of people feel way better about the rats, which I think is a solution. Um, If you're not seeing the rats either entirely or if you're not seeing them when the cats are around or if you feel you're seeing them less because you love cats and the cats are there, I think that counts as as a solution.
0: Anecdotally, many colony caretakers say the cats do keep rats away, even just by their presence and their little cat pheromones. But what I heard from Cecilia and multiple Humane Societies was essentially, we are not in the rat reduction business. Instead, they're in the cat management and cat euthanasia prevention business. Humane Societies in Chicago offer a few programs to that end. One of them is called Trap-Neuter-Return or trap-neuter-vaccinate return, TNR or TNVR. That's where, say you find a rogue cat or kitten under your back porch, they'll trap that cat, neuter or spay it, give it a few vaccinations, and then return it out into the community. The goal is to stop cats from being euthanized when they're too unsocial to adopt, but also to reduce the number of cats outside by stopping them from reproducing.
3: My name is Liz Houts. I am the co-founder and programs director at Cats in
0: Action. Liz has been TNRing for over a decade. She says she's trapped more than 3,500 cats in Chicago.
3: I started trapping in my front garden, and I'll never forget the first cat that I released, and I just felt so terrible for the cat that it had to live outside. But then it really didn't take long, you know, when I started to think through the situation where Okay, this is a wild animal that would be miserable in captivity, would be completely stressed out, and it would be entirely inappropriate to bring an animal like that into your home.
0: Liz says if you see a cat outdoors, it can be hard to know if it's feral or a pet, or if it's already been trapped, neutered, and returned. They look the same, but there is a little tell.
3: If a cat has already been sterilized, then it will have a left side ear tip. So the vet will take about a quarter of an inch off the top of the left ear while the cat is under anesthesia for spay or neuter. It's an international convention.
0: Now that other type of feral cat program, cat colonies, like the one managed by Cecilia and that our friend Rob signed up for, Treehouse calls that cats at work. That's where you apply to host a colony of feral cats. They place a couple cats in your backyard. They acclimate there in cages for a few weeks. And then eventually they get let free in your area and your home becomes their home base. You're responsible for feeding those cats every day. And as Cecilia with Treehouse says, you're helping to accomplish one of the primary goals of the program, keeping cats out of kill shelters.
2: This program was built to offer quote unquote a second chance to, to unsocialized cats in, in high volume shelters. They don't have many options. Sometimes their options are humane euthanasia because it's not safe to interact with them. So it's a harm reduction program. This is essentially an adoption, but you're not welcoming the cat into your backyard. Oh God, sorry, I got, you are, ooh.
0: Just a little skirmish. I forgot to mention, I was talking with Cecilia in Treehouse's Cat Cafe, which, of course, is a great place to get interrupted by cats. What was this cat's name again? This is Croak. Croak. Now, all these programs are legal here because of a key moment in local feral cat history. That Cook County ordinance I mentioned earlier that passed in October 2007 Liz Houts from Cats in Action says before that ordinance, there were way more cats out on the streets.
3: People were struggling with, you know, what to do, where to go. The cats just kept reproducing and there weren't a lot of resources for people. They would have to take a cat to a private practice vet and pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to try to get one cat sterilized. You know, we also had people trapping outside cats, bringing them to animal control, and they would just euthanize them because they can't be adopted. Mm. And that's really something that, you know, that the vast majority of Americans doesn't want to see.
0: But not everyone was on board with the Feral Cat Ordinance.
5: You know, it took us completely by surprise and we were totally uh, outnumbered. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a terrible day.
0: Unfortunately, it's not all whiskers and catnip. That side of the story after the break. Judy Pollack loves birds. She's the president of the Chicago Bird Alliance.
5: You know, I'm one of those people that birds just completely whacked me over the head, uh, you know, when I was in my early 30s and uh, really never stopped. Not Um, literally
0: whack you over the head.
5: No. (laughs) It wouldn't have hurt that much, right? They've got their patterns, you know, their behavior, you know, the way that they look, the songs that they sing.
0: Judy's been the president of the Chicago Bird Alliance since 2019. She says outdoor cats are bad for birds.
5: You know, I remember waking up one morning with uh, my bird bath full of blood, you know. People who really love birds and who are, you know, working hard to do the right thing for birds, it's very upsetting to see these cats uh, prowling around trying to trying to eat the birds.
0: Judy cites a couple of studies that find the North American bird population has gone down significantly and that free-ranging cats have played a major role in that.
5: Birds are a part of the natural environment, right? Cats aren't, you know, so birds are part of our ecosystem.
0: She says Chicago is one of the most important cities for birds because we're in the middle of a migratory pathway that extends from South America to Canada.
5: As a result, we have a tremendous number of really beautiful, really rare migratory birds in Chicago. And, you know, suddenly we're throwing all these obstacles in their path buildings, you know, being one of them, and cats.
0: Do you know what you would like to see in terms of a policy about the population of feral cats in Chicago?
5: Yeah, we we would like to see um, cats uh, stay indoors. It's the safest for cats, and it's definitely the safest for birds.
0: Judy does think TNR folks are putting in the effort, but they can't TNR every cat. When I asked Liz Houts from Cats in Action about the idea of keeping cats indoors or in shelters, she said those ideas weren't practical.
3: Reducing the number of cats in the environment will reduce any impact that they have on wildlife. We feel there have been many studies that that are over-inflating those numbers, but regardless, you know, we do share a common goal.
0: Liz says the county ordinance frees up animal control officers to get to more pressing things, like responding to dangerous dog calls or removing bats from people's homes. And that ultimately, the feral cat ordinance we have is the only thing that works.
3: And if there is not a better solution out there, you know, let the people who know what they're doing, which is the animal welfare community, which is these armies of volunteers that I keep speaking of, you know, let us do our job. We do a pretty good job of um, thoroughly trapping every cat that we can.
0: Frankly, I was pretty surprised how testy this issue proved to be, kind of across the board. The Humane Society of the United States supports TNR efforts. Meanwhile, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, has a more nuanced take. They question whether TNR is in a cat's best interest and support humane euthanasia in some cases.
4: When I started the project, I did not think it would be a contentious issue.
0: This is Ben Kolak again talking about creating his documentary, Cat City.
4: Yeah, a month or two into it, I was talking about it really excitingly with my younger sister, who's a conservation professional. She manages a, a land trust in Maine. And she was like, What? <laughs> Outdoor cats are the worst. They, you know, slaughter native populations. They're an invasive species. You've got these feeders out there supporting them. You can't make a film about that, brother. Wow. <laughs> what I encountered, right, is that there's definitely difference of opinion and, and, and conflict there about what animals do we protect and why? Who gets to decide what's you know natural, what's invasive? Um, who gets our precious time and resources? I think it's a beautiful mess that like embodies a lot about what makes our city awesome and diverse, the people with different viewpoints. It's kind of based on science. It's kind of based on emotion. It's kind of based on policy.
0: Ben says he doesn't think there needs to be a fix. He says the situation just requires people to talk to their neighbors. Back at Rob Crowder's place in Roscoe Village, he shows me the shelter his feral cats scurry into. Think Rubbermaid container, with a six inch hole cut in the side, filled with insulation and a warming mat. Yeah, it's like a little tub with a hole in the side of it. Yeah,
1: and then they'll insulate the whole top, bottom, sides, everything, and then what they'll do is they'll put a heated mat on the bottom, and then they'll put straw bedding on top of that. It's very warm, like I've used like a a heat sensor to go in there, and it's like 72 degrees in there in the middle of winter.
0: Oh wow, so even if it's like a negative five out here, they're okay. They're okay, yeah, absolutely. I asked Rob about any unforeseen negatives. He said he does worry about his cats getting, quote, smoked by a car. And he says he doesn't get many complaints, but that some people are not fans of him keeping cats outdoors. Still, he feels like he's doing his part. I have to remind people that these cats would have been, you know,
1: put down if we didn't take them, if the treehouse remains, Site didn't take them in and help them in this regard and give them a, a life that, you know, that they probably wouldn't have been able to live otherwise. So, you know, we're grateful for them every single day.
0: Curious City is a production of WBEZ Chicago and is part of the NPR Network. The show is produced by Jason Mark and Joe Dassault. Maggie Civit is the digital and engagement producer. Susie Ahn is our editor. I'm Justin Bull. Thanks for listening.